Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's Anxiety to Confidence podcast. Um, As I promised last week, we're going to be talking today about how you can actually enjoy things like Christmas parties, even if you have anxiety, whether that's social anxiety or other types of anxiety about the situation. Now, anxiety can be a massive hindrance when it comes to enjoying parties. And this time of year is particularly difficult because, of course, If we're lucky enough to, we get invited to more parties. There'll be things like work dues, get-togethers with family. Um, If you have hobbies, there are often meetups associated with the hobby. It might be even that you get invited to a partner's work do, which can be absolutely terrifying because you don't know anybody there. So it can be really, really difficult if you struggle with anxiety to actually be able to get out there and enjoy this festive season and enjoy the different parties that you get invited to. So what I've done is I've put together some tried and tested tips just to help make that Christmas party season a little bit better. These are all tips that I use myself. Um, I don't struggle with anxiety now, but when I did in the past, it really did affect me socially as well. And to be honest with you, not being the most extroverted person in the world, I often find that socialising can make me quite tired. So some of these are things that I still use today in order to make sure that I still have fun and have a good time. So my first tip for you, which may seem like an odd tip, is to actually arrive on time. Now, I know that it's common to be fashionably late, but actually arriving on time for a party or a meal can be really beneficial if you don't find socialising that comfortable. The good thing about arriving on time is that you're usually there before other people start to arrive, which means you can start to introduce yourself to people as they arrive. This can avoid that horrible feeling when you turn up to a party and there's a big loud room full of people talking and they've already split off into their little groups. If you're there from the start, you get a good idea of who's arrived, who's who, um, who you might want to talk to, and you can get some conversation in and make some connections before it gets really loud and busy. It also avoids that awkward situation where you get introduced to a large group of people all at once, because I don't know about you, but to be honest with you, I honestly don't remember people's names that well. And if it's a really big group of people, I get introduced to them all and I have no idea who was who. So if you're there from the start, you can introduce yourself to people as they come along and you have the opportunity to start a conversation so you can start making connections, you can start finding common ground with people before it gets ridiculously loud and busy. When it comes to things like a meal, arriving on time can be really beneficial because there's usually then a a choice rather of where you want to sit. This can be beneficial in many, many ways. I personally prefer to choose a spot near the middle of the table where I'm surrounded by people around me. The benefit to this is you then have a choice of who you can talk to. You don't get stuck on the end. You don't get stuck with somebody that maybe you don't like. I mean, it's possible that they'll come and sit next to you, but at least if you've positioned yourself in the middle, there'll be somebody on the other side that you can talk to as well. So that's a really good way of of making sure that you can protect yourself a little bit. 
another one is to really spot and really think about the negative thoughts you're having about the party. Now, obviously, I talk about cognitive distortions a lot. And if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you'll know that it's quite a big part of what I do when I'm working with clients. Now, cognitive distortions are just negative thoughts that are causing you some sort of issue. So have a think about what you're actually thinking about the party that might be making your anxiety worse. So people think all sorts of things. They can be thought things like, what if everybody thinks I'm dull? I don't have anything interesting to say. Nobody's going to really care if I go or not. Nobody's going to notice if I'm there. There's all sorts of things that people think. And it's really important that you become aware of what negative thoughts about the party are actually running through your head, because these things will be making it worse for you. If you'd like to, you can head to my website where you can download a free exercise that will show you what negative thoughts you're having. It's set in a general sense, but you can apply it to any situation that you're nervous about. So that's www.anxietytoconfidence.com and that's the number two. So anxietytoconfidence.com. The problem with thinking negatively about the party before you even go there is firstly, you're making yourself anxious, more anxious than you were before. But some people go as far as even imagining things that can go wrong, such as things like, I don't know, spilling a drink or embarrassing themselves in some way. And when you get to the point where you're imagining the negatives, you're effectively mentally rehearsing it going wrong. Part of my Open University degree was on sports psychology and developing athletes. And one of the things we looked at was visualisation. So when I work with sports people now, we teach them how to visualise so that they can imagine going into a situation and practising it really, really well. When somebody is imagining things going wrong, they're essentially visualising it going wrong and they're practising it in their head. This can be really challenging because if you're walking up to a party, pretty much convincing yourself and seeing it in your mind's eye that you're going to do something stupid, you're vastly increasing the chances that you're going to do that thing. So try instead coming up with positive alternatives to those negative thoughts and actively make sure you imagine the party going as well as it can go. Use visualisation to your advantage and practice what you want to say, practice how you want to look, all of those things before you go there. So whatever the issue is for you about the party, you can imagine yourself looking elegant, talking confidently to people, just generally being the person that you want to be when you're at that party. Now, my next tip is to plan ahead some topics of conversation. Now, I appreciate that sounds a bit like revising for an exam, but it can be really, really useful, um, particularly if you don't know people, but also if it's the same people that you see maybe once a year and conversation can be a little bit stilted. So it works really well whether you're with work colleagues, families, strangers, whatever. So it really helps to have some topics ready in your head because you'll end up in those awkward small talk moments. And good examples of topics that you can think about are just being aware of what films are in the cinema at the moment. If you find yourself really stuck, you can ask if they've seen a film, if it's worth seeing, whether they enjoyed it. It doesn't really matter if you intend to go see the film or not. It's just something where you can find some sort of connection with them. It's useful to know if there's been any major sporting events on recently. It's generally useful to have an idea of the sorts of things that you might want to talk about with people. 
And it really helps to ask open-ended questions to help the conversation along so you don't end up standing awkwardly looking at somebody having absolutely no idea what to say. So if you're at work due and you're meeting somebody you don't know, you can ask really simple questions like, how do you find working here? How do you find your job? Do you enjoy your job? What do you enjoy about your job would be a better question. Questions like, what are you doing over Christmas? Do you have plans with family or are you planning something a bit quieter? Are really simple questions that get people to chat and talk to you about things. Now, the key thing here is to really listen to the answer. What can sometimes happen with people with anxiety is they get so focused on how they feel and how awkward the situation is for them that they're not actually listening to the other person. And what you're really trying to do in order to enjoy the situation is to find connections with people. So by asking them what they're up to for Christmas, they might tell you that they're meeting up with their grandparents. You might be doing the same thing and you can say, oh, well, I'm doing that too. We're going up here to meet with my grandparents. They might have decided to have a quiet Christmas and you can say, that sounds amazing. We would love to have a quiet Christmas. Things like that to just make the conversation simple, straightforward and tick over nicely and comfortably. Make sure you listen and respond to what's being said by the other person. Now, my next tip is something which I'm sure most of us have been guilty of at some point. Be really wary of overcompensating with alcohol. There is nothing worse than anxious, tense people getting very drunk and loud. Now, to be fair, alcohol is a huge part of Christmas. I've already seen loads of adverts for alcohol and it's really easy to normalise consuming large amounts of it. Often, particularly work parties, in my experience in the past, have largely been a big excuse for a piss-up. But just be really careful if you're struggling with anxiety, because alcohol can make anxiety worse. The worst part of any alcohol fuel party that gets out of control is the next morning, obviously. Now, most of us have experienced that anxiety the next morning, particularly if you can't remember what happened the night before. And you end up subtly trying to find out who you said what to, what you got up to. Um, In the days now of social media, then sometimes evidence can appear online. So it's really just a good idea to avoid excessive drinking if you can. If you would like to drink, then the usual advice applies. Try and drink slowly. Make sure you've eaten enough food. And if you're not comfortable eating in public, which is quite a common issue, then make sure you've had a decent meal before you go. So my next tip is to make sure you practice some coping strategies before the party so that if you need a break or you need to um, calm yourself down, you've got something that you know works. Now, things like mindfulness, obviously, is absolutely amazing. Uh, Self-hypnosis is my preferred tool um, and they can both work really, really well to calm down anxiety. But both of these things really need to be practiced before you go into the situation. So for me, um, this is why I provide clients with MP3 so that they can learn to do it for themselves at home and practice at home. But if you don't, haven't got this or you don't have time for this um, or you don't want to use any of the mindfulness apps of which there are loads, some of which are free as well, so go for those if you can, then just spend some time practicing some deep breathing. So a really simple way to include deep breathing into your life and to practice it before you end up in a stressful situation is simply to take a deep breath in And then breathe out slowly, counting down from 10 to 1 as you do. So another good way to help yourself in these situations is just be aware of where you might be holding any tension. So most people hold it in their shoulders, 
some people hold it in their stomach. Um, everybody's a little bit different. Shoulders is probably the most common one I come across. So what you can also do is you can build on your deep breathing technique. So you can take a deep breath in, allow yourself to breathe out slowly, counting down from 10 to one. And as you count down, just imagine your shoulders relaxing more with each number you count down. And that's just a really simple little self-hypnosis that you can practice at home so that when you get to a party, if you need to, you can do it in front of people. It's possible to do it subtly, but otherwise just make an excuse to pop to the loo. Now, my next tip is to decide when you want to leave and actually leave when you want to leave. Sometimes it really is best to be polite but firm in these situations and not let something drag on if you've had enough. So decide when the right time is for you. You can either do it in advance if you'd like to um, or if you decide during the night that you've had enough, then that's a perfect opportunity to leave. If social anxiety and socialising in general is not something you're massively comfortable with, I would recommend not relying on other people for lifts and not offering other people lifts. So it depends how you want to work that and how that works for you. But think about ways that you can get away quickly, quietly, without anyone really noticing. So for me, um, I will often drive to social events because it means that when I'm done, when I've had enough and when I'm tired, I can literally just say goodbye to whoever's nearest and then slide out and drive home. And that's a personal choice. It's entirely up to you what you want to do. Now, it's perfectly okay to practice some self-care in this situation because people have busy lives. I mean, for me personally, I have to get up every morning and sort out my horse. So socialising really late into the night just doesn't work for me, unfortunately. It's okay if I plan ahead and I plan to have him covered. um, But if I've decided not to do that or I don't want to pay for that, then for me personally, it's really important that I leave when I feel like I want to leave. So don't let it drag on. Make sure you have an escape route and make sure you're comfortable just leaving whenever it's good for you. Particularly if you're not getting too drunk and other people are, they won't notice if you go anyway. Now, my final tip is to consider getting some help with this issue. It's really tricky, I know. Uh, There's lots of different options out there. But if anxiety is getting in the way of things that you want to do and stopping you from enjoying things like family gatherings, parties, work social events, then do consider getting some help with that. Cognitive behavioural therapy is a fantastic therapy. Um, It's recommended by NICE guidelines for anxiety. And obviously I combine that with hypnosis, which is a really awesome way to learn how to control the symptoms of anxiety. So find somebody that can help you. You can book a free consultation with me through my website, which is www.anxietytoconfidence.com or just find someone local to you, either on the hypnotherapy website or the cognitive behavioural therapy register that can help you out. And make sure that you get to enjoy your Christmas with all of the coping techniques that you might need because it really is possible to overcome anxiety and be able to enjoy these types of events. It's taken me a little while But it is possible to be able to enjoy these things, even if you're an introvert, even if you're quite shy, even if you struggle with social anxiety, it is absolutely possible to be able to enjoy these events. So that's all from me for this week. Please do subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications when future episodes are available. 
And if you've liked what you've heard, then please do leave me a review. It's very helpful for, to know that people have found it useful. And it's also helpful when other people are looking for help with these types of things. So until next week, I will see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.